0: Yeah, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Wednesday, February 16th, 2022. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing, Adi Oye Jr. Joining me is the birthday boy, Twitch.tv slash Andy Cortez. Yeah, happy birthday, Andy.
2: Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody. Oh, man, I have video games, man. Let me just say, video games. Video
0: games? Oh, dude, it's that, it's that season, Andy. You just know, it's vi- it's just season. video
2: games, man. Yeah, it's, uh, thank you so much, guys. I appreciate it uh one year older one year wiser um
0: how does it feel to be old enough to
2: drink it feels good i'm excited i'm excited yeah, yeah. yeah. i got some i What's got some the first going to try out uh long island iced tea <laughs> oh that's one of my long favorites. Island iced tea. Oh, yeah. i love the long island make
0: sure to drink some water after you drink that because that'll fuck you up
2: okay we'll do we'll do
0: I, let me tell you my first when i turned 21 my first drink i think was a red zapple ale and also this is a joke by the way and he's not 21 but now we're here when i was 21 I, my first drink was a red zapple ale and I've never looked back, Andy. I've been drinking ciders ever since. I've nice,
2: dude. Oh yeah. M- mine was a disaster. Mine was, um, it was one of those things where my friends all took me out to Sixth Street in Austin to make me get the full experience. Uh. And my buddies were, they walked up to the to the uh, bartender and like, hey, it's all like whispering, and something on the microphone. Everybody, we got a twenty first birthday here in the house. That's awesome. And they they took me up to the front of the bar. They made me put my head back and they did a 10 second shot of Jaeger Jeez. and they, oh just pour, they poured Jaeger into my mouth for five seconds until my mouth was full. And then I just swallowed everything that was in my mouth. And then another five seconds of Jaeger Ugh. and that started off the night. And then what do we get after that to kind of chill out? Bless What's some that? Long Island iced teas. I didn't know what the fuck oh, was. A long, I bless. didn't know what a Long Island iced tea oh, was. That's, that's,
0: what, that's one of the ones where you're waking up the next morning and you're like, oh, no, like I should oh. have.
2: Up. <laughs> oh, yeah, it was pure fear, blessy, because I was I. I'll never forget, like ten in the morning the next morning, vomiting in the restroom, being like, "I just wanted to stop. I just wanted to." Just <laughs> <Like, laughs> like, for no reason. I was so scared. I think, bless, I think 6th Street is where we, we partied. Uh, yeah, I was going to say,
0: when, a- when Andy mentioned 6th Street in Austin, I'm yeah. like, that seems like a, uh, a yeah, choice some, for d- your first time out. Definitely some,
2: some memories unlocked when, uh, when Andy and said say, that.
0: I say first time out, but, like, were you were you drinking before 21? Somebody in chat asked, like, I mean, you, did you first drink when you were 21
2: years old? I, I had I, been drunk before, but I, I've never been a regular drinker. I've never been the type mm. to, like, just want to drink alcohol for the fun of it. It's always, like, a social thing for me.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, I was very much a law-abiding citizen growing up, where I like I. I, I was a church I had the fear kid. Fear God, bless. Yeah, I, I had the same thing. Caught. I literally had the fear yeah. of God because I was a church kid, and so like and like I was a pretty obedient <laughs> church kid. There like is. I followed the rules. I followed the 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 ten Commandments. There's ten, right? The ten commandments. It's been a while now. Uh, no, They've updated uh, well,
2: them, yeah.
0: Oh man, I always miss and the updates. Always man.
2: have a dash and Perry. Yeah.
0: Always have a Dash and Perry, exactly. Thou, um,
2: thou shalt always. <laughs> and so
0: for me, it was like, I think there was probably a couple of New Years where I drank wine with the family, but that was about it for me with, with drinking. So when I turned 21, that's when I immediately became a rebel and I started going hard on those Red, red Zappel Ales, and then oh. I evolved into Long Island iced teas and then I found whiskey oh, and, and oh man, like... It's been, it's, I've been up in the ante ever since. And wow. I'm trying to figure out what my next step is.
2: Oh my god! You know, <laughs> what's the next evolution? I
0: don't know, man. Maybe <laughs> just drink vodka. Maybe I just drink cups of vodka. We'll see about that. But Andy, enough about. I, actually, how old are you?
2: Are you are you okay? I'm by 34 that? years old.
0: Oh, 34 years old. What's the 34. plan for the year? Do you have any 34 like goals?
2: Uh, I want to continue trying to. Uh, here's the actual full goal. Mm-hmm. Something I've never committed to. It's something that I've always half-assed. And uh, I want to have like a full voice acting reel of like five minutes of just different clips of me like voicing over different games where there's no dialogue. It's just it's just written out text. And then, I you know, like that's what I kind of want to be able to do. And I would like to book another gig. Yeah.
0: Hell yeah. Well, uh, Blizzard, if you're out there. Put Andy in Overwatch. Make him the next new Overwatch character. Let's make it happen. Everybody tweet at Blizzard. Thank you. I don't know. At at Overwatch Blizzard or whatever the account is. Tweet at them. Let them know that Andy needs a gig in the next Overwatch. But Andy, enough about that. Let's talk about today's stories, which include some more WNDs, a.k.a. weird Nintendo decisions, a new studio from The Witcher 3, or from some Witcher 3 devs, and more because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. You should be read that at 10 a.m. live right here on Twitch.tv slash Kind of Funny Games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us so we get stuff wrong by going to KindOfFunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later on YouTube.com slash games Rooster Teeth the exclusive daily post show housekeeping for you keep your eyes and ears locked to youtube.com slash kind of funny and the screencast podcast feed because we're recording our uncharted movie review later today and that'll go up as soon as it's ready andy have you gotten the chance to see uncharted or do you have any interest in seeing uncharted
2: i had the opportunity to go last night and um decided to pass Oh mm. yeah i was i was gonna be couldn't there be with bothered. y'all last night well you, no i was honestly like or... looking i was looking forward to it blessing and you all know that for me, it's less about the movie and more about seeing friends and eating popcorn. And mm-hmm. I decided last night, I, I need to be a responsible dude and get to work. All right? It's mm-hmm. review season, Blessing.
0: It is, it's review season, Amy. Mm-hmm. That's a really good point. Queso uh, 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 here. You can, you can smell it? What are you smelling? Cinnamon. Review season. That's <sighs> the great smell. Queso here in chat says, Bless. I invented a whiskey slash cider cocktail that you should try. And let me tell you. That sounds wow. pretty good. That, that sounds, sounds delicious. pretty good. That yeah, sounds that sounds really delicious. Good. I am glad to try that. Uh, anyway, thank you to our Patreon producers, Gordon Maguire, James Davis Makes, or uh, da- James Davis at James Davis Makes. I should read it as it's written. Uh, Pranksy and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Upstart and Green Chef, but we'll tell you about that later for now. Let's begin with what is and forever will be the Rover Report.
2: It's time for some news. We have five stories today. Bakers. Dozen.
0: Starting with our number one, Andy, let's start with a WND, a.k.a. a weird Nintendo decision. Uh, Nintendo is closing its 3DS and Wii U shops in 2023. I'm pulling from Luke, Luke Plunkett at Kotaku who writes this. In a post titled, Wii U and Nintendo 3DS eShop Discontinuation, Nintendo just announced that in March 2023, the online storefronts for both systems will be ceasing operations. But in a practical sense, the the closures will begin a lot sooner than that. Quote, as of May 23rd, 2022, it will no longer be possible to use a credit card to add funds to an account in Nintendo eShop uh, on Wii U or the Nintendo 3DS family of systems. And this is being pulled directly from the uh, Nintendo website. Continues, as of August 29th, 2022, it'll no longer be possible to use the Nintendo eShop card to add funds to an account in Nintendo eShop on Wii U or the Nintendo 3DS family of systems. However, it'll still be possible to redeem download codes until late March 2023, end quote. In terms of people playing and enjoying the games they already own, Nintendo says, quote, even after late March 2023 uh, and for the foreseeable future, it'll still be possible to re-download games and DLC, uh, receive software updates, and enjoy online play on Wii U and the Nintendo 3DS family of systems, end quote. Uh back to Kotaku, all of this is expected stuff. the three d s is eleven years old this year, and the Wii U is ten. so digital store closures were always going to happen sooner or later. What's shitty about these closures closures in particular though, is that both shop fronts offered users the ability to purchase and then own many of Nintendo's greatest ever titles. Something you're now largely unable to do ever since the company switched to a subscription model with Nintendo Switch online. Andy, you're like me where you're you're online, right? You're keeping up with the Twitter, you're keeping up with the discourse. Did you see the stuff break last night?
2: Yes, yes, I did. Um, I was watching our friend Ray Narvaez stream. And while all of this is kind of going down, uh, immediately it's 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 a bummer, right? I think we hope that they reverse course. I don't see that happening. Um, I largely think that I am kind of surprised that people will still be able to download and receive software updates after, you know, around late March 2023. That's a kind of surprising part of this, but I am not very surprised that Nintendo is doing this. Um, it, It kind of makes you worry even more about, you know, game preservation, right? That's always kind of the hot topic whenever something like this happens.
0: Yeah, I want to bring in, you mentioned them possibly not reversing it. I want to bring in a question from Nana Biologist who writes in and says, Hey, Blessing Andy. So Nintendo is shutting down its 3DS and Wii U services. This whole situation sounds oddly similar to something that was covered only months ago. The PlayStation Vita and the PS3. Do you think or hope that Nintendo changes its mind, just like Sony did because of that backlash? We're dealing with one of the best-selling handhelds to ever exist, and a console that came and went with some stellar games on it. Finally, do you see yourself picking up a a Wii U or a 3DS, even if they're going for at least $100 more than a Switch, just to be able to play those old games that Nintendo openly is shirking for the Nintendo Switch online picks? Thanks, the Nano Biologist. To the question that Nano's writing here, do you think or hope that Nintendo changes its mind? I hope so. I don't think so. You know, like we're dealing with Nintendo here, and Nintendo is a company that very much rise to the beat of their own drum right they are uh, when you're talking about the way that sony is often swayed by backlash and feedback from the audience that happens with playstation with nintendo i think that's less likely just because nintendo i think is way uh, it's way easier for them to get uh, to get away with it you know like people are going to complain about it people are going to get mad at it right. but i think nintendo are they are the type to kind of like buy their time and wait for everything to blow over and then and then just go with it because this falls into what i would say is their business plan right which is to get move everybody into the next ecosystem
2: it's not about out a press release about putting a dude in jail for almost four years like yeah they very much ride to the beat of their own drum absolutely blessing
0: yeah like they're their own company and so like i think for them them shutting down these stores is them going cool we're gonna be able to resell these games which they've already been doing especially with the wii u like i think out of this whole news right the wii u stuff is the stuff that's like less uh of a bummer to me um specifically for the wii u library because Pretty much all, if not most, of the notable library on Wii U has been ported to the Switch already. Um, I think the bummer there is the fact that you had the virtual console on on the Wii U, and you won't be able to buy those games. And I think that is what Luke Plunkett, in his article, is very much getting at when he's talking about the uh, the Nintendo Switch online service now, and how it's not about ownership; it is about subscription, and you are losing access to the uh, access to the ability to be able to buy these games piecemeal. And I think that's wild, and I think that is a that comes down to the thing of games preservation and how. That it is getting worse and worse, especially with Nintendo, right? Like, you look at Xbox, and Xbox is killing it with bringing games forward through backwards compatibility, adding in FPS boost, adding in Game Pass to it, right? Giving people options to be able to go back and own games that they loved as a child, or at the very least, letting those games not get lost to the ether. Um, PlayStation is kind of, like, in the middle, right? Where it is, like, all right, you have some of these games. You have game streaming with the PS3. There is the rumored Project Spartacus, and that's probably going to bring forward a lot of games that haven't been available on these new platforms. Nintendo is very much the worst about it and it sucks because they have the greatest legacy out of all the, all all these companies right? You're talking about games that define the So industry. much history. Yeah. So much history. You're talking about Super Mario, you're tra- you're talking about The Legend of Zelda, you're talking about Mario 64, you're talking about like you're talking about a, a lot of games that are industry defining and having those lost to the ether because Nintendo uh, decides that their business is more important. I think that sucks and I think it's a bummer and I think at the very least They at the very at the very least, if they're going to do this, they shouldn't go so hard after people that then start pirating their old games. Like that is like honestly my my honest opinion. Where like we just did the story right about them locking up uh uh, people. They also did the thing where they went after the YouTube channel that would upload a bunch of great Nintendo soundtracks, right? And they caused them to have to take down their account. And that sucks because though that that music is isn't available on Spotify or other streaming services, right? Like I the way that Nintendo handles this baffles me. It is very
2: weird. It's so bizarre. It's almost as if they, it's almost as if they think that they're being insulted or or they're they're being offended in a certain way when it's really just a lot of this is out of love. Granted, some people are making money and that's one thing, but I I don't really stand the angle at it, blessing that they're going mm-hmm. uh, at it from, and especially when we talk about games preservation, um, I do expect to see more sales happening on eBay and on or or through used um avenues to get a hacked 3DS or a hacked Wii U uh, or anything like that so that people can actually play the older games on. It is kind of a bummer and I almost wish that they took a in the same way that they kind of um really got uh super and hyper focused in on having the Pokemon bank where you can get any Pokemon and every Pokemon and everything and it's kind of this one sort of unified area i they need to work on something like that for their old games i don't understand Mm -hmm. why they're not kind of focusing on something like that because there's there's a lot of money in there i think as well like it's in terms of like people actually making a profit i don't these are missed opportunities that they're they're losing out on and uh but also you're not you're not making any more fans by doing this. You're you're hurting the industry. You're hurting your own legacy.
0: Yeah, exactly. Uh, to the second part of Nano's question here, where uh, Nano asks, like, do you see yourself picking up a Wii U or a 3DS to be able to play play this old stuff? The answer for me for me is no. In the in the meantime, right? Like, I don't feel like I need a a Wii U. I do have a Wii U sitting in my closet that is, I think, is Barrett's. <laughs> Wii U uh, that has 64
2: it's, it's technically, like, Greg's, and then it turned into the Office Wii U, and then I was using it a lot for Zelda and reviews, so it just stayed at our place for a while. I had I mentioned I had never play played uh, Wind Waker. I had never played it. I mentioned I had never done a full playthrough of Wind Waker. Ugh. And Barrett was like, you can if you get Blessings Wii U, and I was like... That's a lot of steps for.
0: Like, I mean, we can make this. I can literally. I like. I have to pick up a what a thirty eighty from your place. I'll drop off. I'll bring the Wii U. I'll just drop off the Wii U. We can do a nice trade. Wow. Yeah. Like a, That's a, a, a one can, for one
2: trade, Andy. Exactly. <laughs> a
0: Wii U for a thirty eighty. Yeah. Even we if can, you like, don't want it,
2: Andy. Like I will take the Wii U.
0: Uh, bless. We can do a dead drop style too. Like we don't have to see uh, each other. I'll uh, just, like. I'll drop it in your porch. I'll pick wow. up the thing. We can make it like a yeah. Drug, yeah. drug deal. That's Holy really shit. Cool. Okay. Yeah. But the we dur- have to meet like the several blocks away. We put it in the mailbox. So like some stranger. Walks by, sees it, <laughs> picks it up, and now, like, we have to put a hit on them. Is that Fun. kind of thing. It's like, oh, no, what have I done?
2: It's funny. Uh, it's actually funny you mentioned that. I was supposed to go get the 3080 Ti from Tim's house, because you're getting my 3080. And I was like, um, yeah, I'm going to go pick it up, Tim. And I was like, actually, maybe like can you maybe uber to me And i was like that's a stupid (laughs) suggestion and the team was like nah man that's fine i was like yeah you're right why did i (laughs) it's a stupid idea (laughs) that's
0: really funny honestly
2: i was working on stuff i was working on game of the year graphics or not game of the year mm -hmm. um our rating system graphics
0: that would have been one of them ones where if i was the uber driver and i see a man just like drop a 3080 into my car i'd be like do I just drive off with this? Like, is do I do I discontinue
2: I, my account and like just? I was like, telling it, Tim, do you have an old bag you can just shove that in? Or
0: <laughs> that's honestly like, there's no way they let that happen, right? There's no way they they say yes because like that's. Oh, the, I've I'm, done it before. Where you've like delivered something through an Uber? Oh yeah, like, oh, yeah. like a brown bag. Oh yeah. Do they, I feel like that's a that's a. <laughs> That's a slippery slope to like no, delivering drugs, you Uber.
2: I, I've just left. A, I've left a little note a couple times, um, and one time it was for my ex girlfriend who was really sick, and I had antibiotics. And I was like, hmm. "Hey, I'm gonna Uber you some medicine, okay? So just kind of like be waiting for this." And I walked out and told the Uber driver, "I was like, hey, you 'Hey, you're gonna do this and that. Fucking stop at this block. Don't ask for. Don't ask for Miguel, okay? Because then you're in some real trouble, <laughs> you know.'" <laughs> it was a little deal
0: this is have you seen have you seen the movie what was it 30 minutes or less
2: yeah 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 it seems
0: like that where it's like okay you're a delivery driver but we're gonna make you deliver some drugs and if you fail well we're after your ass this is what kind of funny does uh but yeah like i mean for to back to nano's question right of of getting a wii u or a 3ds i think for me it's the thing of i have no immediate desire to want to go jump through those hoops to play those games but i do like having the options open right now i am You know, Blessing, who works for Kind of Funny, who is reviewing Horizon and, like, is going to review Elden Ring and is, you know, coming off of playing Dying Light. And I always have games to play, and I do not have as much time to go back and revisit the games from my childhood that I love. But in a world where I wasn't doing this, I would easily see myself going back and playing games from my childhood, right? Like, I would probably just go back and play the fucking, like, DK64 and Mario 64 and, like, Burnout 3 and and my, my comfort food of games. And for that, like, yeah, I could have, I could see myself in the future uh, getting a Wii U just to play those games and having that option taken away uh, is, for me, a bummer, right? And I know for so many people who are way more into it, and way more active about it, uh, a huge bummer because, yeah, you're losing out on the ability to buy these games piecemeal and feel like you have ownership over these things as opposed to having to pay for a subscription service where things can come and go. I think that's Damn. the scary part
2: about it. Oracle of Ages and Seasons are on virtual console. I forgot about that. Or they're on 3DS, rather. Yeah, like Earthbound. Maybe I, I do. Shit, console. maybe I do do this, because I've been wanting to play uh, Oracle of Ages and Seasons. Yeah, that's, uh, Andy, it was funny. I saw that, uh, the news breaking last night, and the first thing I did was uh, charge up my 2DS XL, uh, bought Oracle of Ages and Seasons, bought Persona Q2, um, and something else. But I was like, ooh, yeah, these, these games that I'm not confident are coming to Switch anytime soon um i'm gonna i'm gonna buy because they're like a couple bucks it's like buying toilet paper at the beginning of the pandemic you're gonna walk in every store mad dash for 3ds is everywhere exactly. and we use <laughs>
0: Now, before we get into story number two, which has to do with another weird Nintendo decision, we have breaking news. This comes courtesy of Jeff Keeley on Twitter, who links to a Hollywood Reporter article. Uh, and they wrote a whole, whole like, question and answer article about The Last of Us interviewing um, uh, the studio for the show. And one of the details to come out of that article is that The Last of Us TV show is not coming this year. Uh, the direct quote from the article is, The Last of Us is shooting right now in Canada. We haven't announced an air date yet, but it's not 2022. They're still shooting in Calgary and so sad news you're not getting the last of Us show this year which i was very confident about i thought we'd get it this year and i think that's one of my predictions for gamescast that just got slashed and so thanks for killing my dreams jeff Keeley, and hollywood reporter
2: i was so confused by the sentence that i read in this article that i thought it said the last of us hbo show will now premiere in 2022 and i'm like oh that's next year because it's 2021 right now holy <laughs> shit dude yeah
0: is... no. you're waiting at least i mean, have an aneurysm My yeah, God. No, I feel that. yeah you're waiting at least a year for that last switch show but hey take your time make a masterpiece uh story number two we got another weird nintendo decision nintendo is forbidding switch sports play play testers from sharing info on social media this is jordan midler at video games chronicle Nintendo has prohibited Switch Online users participating in this weekend's Switch Sports Online playtest from sharing any of their experiences on social media. The sign-up page for the playtest states that, quote, By downloading and participating in the Nintendo Switch Sports Online playtest, you agree not to publicly share any details from this online playtest, including on your social media channels, end quote. The playtest will feature tennis, bowling, and Shambara. Uh, will be live from February 18th, 2022 until February 20th. 2022 in order to participate in the test players must redeem a code from the my nintendo store in the description for the item under quote important please read please read the following information it states quote participants are forbidden from sharing information about the online play test publicly including the sharing of screenshots or video footage from the game on social media end quote Uh, after uh this surfaced uh people were able to confirm that yeah if you're in the in the play test and you try to uh use the share button right share screenshot or share a video via your switch uh uh like the switch feature like built into the system it'll, it'll, just it'll shut break down. your
2: it'll break your switch <laughs> it'll break your
0: entire <laughs> switch no you'll get a pop-up saying no you can't do this uh and i i think this is weird i i like it's this is different from like a we're in early alpha and we want like a select group of players to come through so we can like test how this goes this is this game is about to come out what next month i think in a month and a half and in the next two months is coming out uh and it's a play test right i feel like for that you'd want the feedback you want people to like be as vocal as possible so you can take in all that info so you can uh polish the things you things you need to polish going into the release i think it's a really weird decision and honestly makes me not want to do the play test
2: so i'm of two minds on this um and i feel like I feel like Nintendo's going to be getting that feedback from these users anyway. There will be surveys going out. They will be filling out surveys and things of that nature. At first, I thought this meant that people playtesting the game, QA, will not be able to, and I'm like, well, duh, that's, you know, it's all embargoed oh, yeah, yeah, stuff. Why, why would they do that? Um, but it, it's very, very odd that Nintendo is having a public playtest for public players that don't have any sort of employment with Nintendo Um, just saying, hey, everybody, we're going to have, it's basically a demo in a way. Yeah. That was announced in Nintendo Direct. Yeah. Go play this game, but you will not be able to share it is very weird. Um, for Nintendo to first off, think that to be that naive about it, that like, but what if people still, you know, tweet about it and stuff like that?
0: Mm hmm. I mean that's gonna happen, right? Like people are just going to people are gonna tweet about it regardless. Uh, yeah, and, and like it, I don't think it's something that you can really crack down on. I think that's honestly the weirdest part about it is that. Now you're just making it messy for people who might be content creators or streamers that maybe wanted to talk about their experience playing this thing that won't be able to talk about their experience playing with this thing. this I'm talking about me specifically. I wanted to be able to play this and talk about like, oh shit, you know, fucking tennis was awesome, but now I can't do that right through the play test. I'm sure plenty of people out there would have wanted to tweet uh, would have wanted to tweet out their impressions or talk to friends online or in forums about all this shit. Um and like that stuff is still gonna happen, but it's gonna happen in a way where. Like it is discouraged by Nintendo, and I just find that weird for a playtest that was advertised in a Nintendo Direct and a playtest that is very public. Again, this isn't a private thing, this isn't a thing that they're hiding, this isn't like a behind the closed doors kind of thing. It is a public playtest. Um, and this I think isn't it's an a, mis- this isn't
2: a Splatoon Splatfest sort of uh test uh week for the week. I remember leading up to I believe Mario Tennis, they had something similar where. You could play the demo online,
0: yeah, yeah, and just yep. play
2: with people, and then the actual game came out. So this is very similar to that in terms of, you know, letting the public just kind of play and not having any barriers on who gets to get in, uh, unless you unless that was by invite or whatever. But it, it's it's very weird of them to do this and expect people not to talk. Uh, it. I wonder if they're like, hey, if y'all talk, we're bringing back the creators program, okay? You're gonna have to. <laughs> gonna have is that, to is that going? Money.
0: Away? <laughs> is that not still here? I never heard the what the ending was on the creators program.
2: Uh, they, were, they were like, it's a bad idea. What what oh, do we, right. It's way too much to manage. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I, mean, I got to assume sense. that from there, and it was like this is way too much uh, work for the amount of dollars we're getting back. You know,
0: mm. I also just feel like it's a weird miss for a marketing beat. Like you would want to have people talking about this, right, as they're playing it during the weekend, so that when 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 it when the time comes where the game actually comes out, people get hyped. People are like, "Oh yeah, I've heard people talk all about how this is a return to the Wii Sports from my childhood." Let me, you know, jump into this now. Like I think, I is it this isn't like a it's not egregious like the way I think story number one is a bit egregious for Nintendo. It's just a, it's just very much the quintessential like weird. Like, why would yeah. you do it this yeah. way? Like, it's kinda, it's a f- weird it one.
2: feels like the the reason they don't want people, like, talking about it is because the, they're scared that, like, it's bad. But if they're scared that it, like people think why it's going to be bad, people why would they <laughs> let people do that? Like It's yeah. so, like this weird, like, they're confident about it, but maybe not too con- Like, it's yeah. just, why? Why?
0: Yeah. Okay. It's Nintendo, right? WNDs. And is- WNDs, Andy. WNDs. Uh, let's jump in. To story number three, The Witcher 3 game director assembles a new startup studio. I'm pulling from Trilby Beresford at Hollywood Reporter. Game director Conrad. Andy, how would I say that last name? Tom- Tomaskiewicz? Tomaskiewicz. That's what I was thinking too. Conrad Tomaskiewicz, uh, known for The Witcher 3, has assembled a team of fellow industry veterans to form a startup studio, Rebel Wolves. The studio aims to approach projects with a team-first mentality and will include developers from games including Cyberpunk 2077, Thronebreaker, and Shadow Warrior 2. Rebel Wolves' first AAA title of a planned saga will be a story-driven, dark fantasy role-playing game for PCs and next-gen consoles directed by Tomas Kiewicz, uh, who served as the company's CEO. Quote, we want to evolve the CRPG genre by creating unforgettable stories and stirring deep emotions, all while working as a tightly knit team united by a shared goal and ambition, he said in a statement. The game will be written by narrative director Jakob Zomalek of Cyberpunk 2077 and Witcher 3 and built inside the Unreal 5 engine. Uh, I'm also going to pull in uh, an excerpt from the GamesIndustry.biz interview that they did uh, with the studio where they say, quote, we're proud of the games we helped uh, to create at CD Project and we're deeply cr- grateful for all the opportunities it has given us. CD Project worked with established IPs and we wanted to create our own universe, tailor it to our needs and preferences. Also, we want to work on smaller games in a smaller team where it's easier to maintain a coherent vision. We want to create we want to recreate the feeling of a pen and paper RPG session where your options seem limitless, where the world reacts to your choices, where every decision matters and quote Andy does that excite you?
2: How many times have we heard that? First off, which part? Like, just the idea of where every decision matters. like I feel like we all heard that
0: with Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. We heard I it with Dying
2: Light 2 as well. Yeah. Um, well, this is another one to add to the Shinobi uh, tweet thread of yep. AAA developers making their own studios. So we'll add one to that Shinobi602 so, on Twitter.
0: I, I love that you referenced that because that was actually what I was going to go into because we have a, a question here from Connor who writes in the patreon.com slash games, just like you can and says, Good morning, KFGD crew. How do you feel about uh, the overall health of the video game industry? Even with consolidation fears, it seems like there's more announcements about new studios being formed with industry vets wanting to do their own thing. Do you feel there's a balance happening in the industry despite the massive acquisitions? Or are new studios like Rebel Wolf not... Not enough. Uh, Andy, you referenced the Shinobi thread, which, to give context to what that is, uh, of course, the homie on Twitter, at Shinobi602, who puts out a lot of great tweets, right? He's one of them ones, like the Nibbles, the Wario 64s of the world, right? I put Shinobi in there. He's one of the folks that keeps us in the know. Shinobi put up a Twitter thread on Fe- February 7th, where he went through, he was talking about how uh, there's been a lot of new Indie AAA studios that have uh, 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 been put together in the last few years, and he made a thread of all the notable ones that he could find, right? And so you have That Snow Moon, which was founded in 2021. Uh, that was the one that me and if, if you're a daily KFG listener, me and Tim talked about this Scott one. Scott Lowe, what up? You know, Scott Lowe's over there. They might be working on a Star Wars game because of the name of the studio, right? There's striking distance. Uh there's Gravity Well. There's oh, hold hold on, really
2: quick, going back to That's No Moon, it's a Star Wars reference that Blessing didn't understand was a Star Wars reference Listen, when they
0: announced. Th- it. How many Star Wars references can you expect the whole the whole world to know? There's a billion. That's Star no Wars moon
2: references. is like literally
0: like top five
2: of like, it, like cla- that's like, we're it, gonna need a bigger boat. Luke, I, I am of- your father. Yeah, dude. Is above that. yeah.
0: Um let's see here. Let's see here. What's another star? That's no movie
2: from the first, like the original movie. It's like one of the, like the most iconic. There's the guy know. who's
0: like traitor. There's the guy who's like traitor. That's another one. I put that. Above that's, that's,
2: that's not in, that. in the top five. But <laughs> wait, that's where the top who? <laughs> <laughs> Were you talking Tra- about Force Awakens? <laughs> yeah, he's talking about Force <laughs> 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 Awakens. You're a traitor. You know that guy. Oh, wow. Cause, Cause, uh, I mean, above, the, I would, I, a, above <laughs> that, I would put like. They've gone up the ventilation shaft. Like I would put that quote above trader. <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's the one where there's like it was like, well, what's your last name? And she's like, Skywalker. You know, that's yeah. that's a
2: big one. That's a big reference. Let's just start with Huge. Massive.
0: Uh there's, let's see here. What's something about Yoda? There's uh, all the things where Yoda says where he like says the last part of the sentence first. Yeah. Judge me by
2: my size, do you? That's another classic. The entire do or do or not? There is no try. Yeah, yeah.
0: Did I already say Luke? I am your father. Yes. You did, Yeah. That was the oh, okay. first was thing you said. Oh, okay. I'm <laughs> just saying. One. I'm just saying. I can't keep up with the entire Star Wars script. All right. I you was one of four nice. fucking nine movies <laughs> and two of plus them spinoffs. Good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, you have that, Snowman. You have Haven Studios, which we talked about all the time, especially on PS Love You. That's the Jade Raymond Studio that's working with PlayStation. You have Deviation Games, founded in 2020, that is also working with PlayStation on a new IP. 31st Union, Archetype Entertainment, Cloud Chamber, uh, Firewalk Studios, which you've heard us talk about uh, in regard to PlayStation. We've talked about it a lot on PSW, is basically the thing. Cauldron Studio, you know, you have a lot of different ones. Uh, and even as I'm scrolling through, right? The, Damn, and b-
2: Godzilla has the coolest fucking logo of all the time.
0: Gun- yeah, Barry, if you're able to pull up the Godzilla logo. Holy oh, you're shit. already doing it. Yeah, this, this logo is fucking sick.
2: That's fire. Um,
0: and that one was founded by yeah of course like people uh, former people from ubisoft ea wb cloud imperium and others uh you have embark studios that is making arc raiders that was announced at the game awards uh and the list goes on uh and this is another one that you yeah you're adding onto the list of these triple new triple a indie developers that are leaving these bigger studios to start to do their own thing andy to take it back uh to connor's question here right like What does this do for your view of the health of the video video games industry right now? Is this something that gives you fear or something that gives you hope?
2: I feel like it's a I, I think it's a byproduct of some of the unhealthiness in the video game industry. I think it's part that and I think it's also part people wanting to go do their own thing who have maybe felt the pressures from executives up top that maybe... Maybe their voices aren't being heard enough. Maybe they've always had this idea in their head to go do something else. Maybe they don't want to be constricted by publishers and things of that nature. Um, I, Whenever this does happen, though, a bit of me always tends to worry anyway because I feel like the last time that this happened, where it was former Halo devs going to go make Disintegration, and that game was mm-hmm. a flop, and I didn't love it, and I I played about five hours of it i was like this is not this is budget wise this is certainly lacking and i i think in a the the best case scenarios for these smaller studios to hopefully get a lot of funding and make a lot of money so that they can put the resources into their game because sure you've got the name you've got the know you you have the knowledge to make a triple a game you have the you know what it takes you know what teams you need but do you have the money it's always the thing that kind of worries me in terms of uh the quality of the end product you know especially when you're trying to go for something like they're doing which is this really big uh rpg action every decision matters like whenever i hear that that kind of always scares me especially when it's a small studio
0: yeah, I want to. I want to pull in a chat here from uh, Ron here, who says, "I'll make you an offer you can't refuse, Yoda." And I'm just saying, "There's a lot of a lot of Star Wars <laughs> quotes <you laughs> know, that are." Christ, <laughs> that you put them, I put above that. Who I'm was saying, that? Who was think. that? Uh, it was, that said the quote, or that made the chat? It was uh, Ron Ron Q twenty one in
2: chat. Ron Q. Okay, okay.
0: Are you right. trying? Are you about to time them out? Is that to my little did?
2: friend, say hello.
0: <laughs> but yeah, I think I mean Coffee. when I. When I see these new studios popping up, it brings me back to the conversation we had on Gamescast, where it was right after the Activision Blizzard acquisition, the Activision acquisition, um, and it was Greg who was the one who that made the argument that, like, you're seeing these big AAA publishers fall under and get acquired for a reason, and that's because, like, they're becoming too beholden to their financial stakes, right, where it is... Yeah, Activision Blizzard is only making Call of Duty. All the all the dope ass studios that were making great projects, right, are pre- becoming Call of Duty support studios. You're seeing uh Ubisoft struggle with their identity right now, I'd say, where it is them trying to figure out what free to play looks like for them and figure out like what um Even big new Ubisoft titles looks like for them. Uh, When do we drop
2: Roller Champions, for example? Yeah,
0: like when are we gonna drop Roller Champions? When is Beyond (laughs) Good and Evil Two coming out? Where the fuck is X Defiant? Where where is Division of Heartland? Right, the list goes on in terms of what the fuck happened to Hyperscape. Like, there's so the list goes on with Ubisoft in terms of like the, the the projects that have been announced or the projects that did come out and then just fell away super quickly. And I think that is them trying to struggle a little bit with what their identity is as this big AAA pu- uh, publisher and even EA, which I think financially EA is probably doing fine, but you've seen EA struggle with audience reception as they've microtransactioned the hell out of games in the past. And you saw what happened to about front too. Uh, and you see the conversation around FIFA and ultimate team and all these things, right? These big AAA publishers, I think are struggling a little bit to figure out what the space looks like as video games continue to evolve and get bigger and get more expensive and uh, live service games become more profitable and all these things. I think with that, seeing these independent studios come up kind of from the ashes of the people who are falling away from these big studios and wanting to do their own creative inspired things. I think that is a good thing. I think that is more exciting for The video games industry kind of solving its own issues and seeing people that are like, cool, we'll do the Thanos thing and we'll do it ourselves uh, and create the games that we want to create and then get partnered with a uh, PlayStation like Deviation or Haven or maybe get partnered with Xbox to put something out on Game Pass um, or like partner with Epic Games to put out Epic Games games, right? Like, you're seeing a lot of that happen and i think that's a good thing um especially when it's not in the form of like <clears throat> peer acquisition across the board cuz i think that would be the scenario where it's like oh damn okay this is really only three three companies <laughs> making games now right like the fact that a lot of, a lot of these things are happening in the form of partnerships and then also in the form of companies being able to put this stuff out on their own i think it is exciting and i think it will lead to more creativity and more uh you know more passion projects being made and getting funded and to your point, Andy, a lot of these things are going to fail. Like all these, all these things aren't going to hit. You're going to have a lot of disintegrations. But I think with that, you should. Uh, I hope to see a lot of successes as well. Um, and and I think,
2: <clears throat> I think when studios do come out with news like this, especially these newly formed studios, you always kind of want to make the biggest splash and talk about how your next game is going to be the next Witcher or the next whatever. It's going to be gigantic and massive. But in order to have a level of sustainability you have to make enough money in order to cover the costs of what it costs to make a game that big right so i think like the thing that in an ideal world i would i would hope that these studios were trying to make small six hour experiences of gaming that are like full of substance and like holy shit that was a great experience it's not a a game that's trying to be 25 hours with not a whole lot of content maybe it looks barren maybe it's just not. You know, maybe doesn't have the budget that we were hoping that it would have. And because what I foresee happening, like you were mentioning, that there will be some games that will fail in a lot of these uh, announcements is like we will see an eventual retreat in five years where the game is made, the game flops. Who am I going back to? Am I going back to Bungie? Mm. Am I going back to Activision or the other four studios that exist? You know, see
0: that's the that's the scary thing, especially when you're doing it by yourself. And I think the hope there, and that is why you're seeing a lot of partnerships and a lot of like, hey, Xbox, let us put this game out on Game Pass, and you just fund our, our development, right? Because there does come big risk and uh, going off alone and creating your games yourselves. But yeah, I think you're going to see. You're going to see a lot of big developers uh, or big studios, quote unquote, right? Like big indie studios, I should say, try things out and quite a few of them fail. And then, yeah, have that exact thing happen where it's like, ah, oh, shit. All right. Well, I guess we're done here, right? Like this thing wasn't a hit and we're not going to get a second chance because we don't we have tried. the yeah. money to like have a second chance. So we tried and we failed. Um and yeah, I think the thing is, you hope for more successes. Um, I also do want to shout out this uh, chat from Casino Bala, who gives you another great Star Wars quote um, Say What Again by Mace Windu. I think that's a really good mm-hmm. one. Yeah. Say What Again by that's, Mace that's Windu. A good one. A that's a good one. Fantastic I'll allow that. quote from Star Wars. Uh, Andy, you know where people can go to get that good content? Patreon.com slash kind of funny games. You can go there. Of course, get our Patreon exclusive shows. Like what, Barrett?
2: The Next Gen Podcast
0: like the Next Gen Podcast. You can also go to write in with your questions, just like we've heard people do already. You can also go there to get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, let us tell you about our sponsors.
1: Think of all the things you could do and all the places you could go if you didn't have high interest loans or credit card debt. Upstart helps make those dreams a reality by helping you pay off your existing debt quickly with a personal loan. Upstart is the fast and easy way to pay off your debt with a personal loan all online. Whether you're paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, or funding personal expenses, over half a million people have used Upstart to get one fixed monthly payment. Upstart knows you're more than just your credit score and is expanding access to affordable credit. Unlike other lenders, Upstart considers your income and current employment to find you a smarter rate for your loan. With a five-minute rate check, you can see your rate up front for your loans between $1,000 and $50,000. And receive your funds as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash kindoffunny. That's upstart.com slash kindoffunny. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application, go to upstart.com slash kind of funny. Green Chef is the greenest way to get your greens. It's the most sustainable meal kit out there, offsetting 100% of their plastic packaging in every box and 100% of their carbon footprint and emissions. Their pre-portioned ingredients mean you reduce your food waste by at least 25% compared to boring old grocery shopping. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well with options for every lifestyle like keto and paleo, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, and gluten-free. I'm Greg Miller, and I use Green Chef. They just sent me a box the other day. We had these... uh, uh Uh, these uh, uh, Greek pitas, they were delicious. You cut them in half and you put all the delicious stuff in there, came in a brown bag, you open up the brown bag, take out all these other brown bags, then you recycle it all, then you eat this delicious food. It's great. Why wouldn't you do this? Go to greenchef.com slash kindoffunny130 and use the code kindoffunny130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. That's greenchef.com slash kindoffunny130 and code kindoffunny130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well.
2: Now, blessing um, the the line from Sam Jackson that you just mentioned. That's that's from that black director Quentin Tarantino, right?
0: <laughs> I'll, f- I'll fucking dare you, Andy. How dare you bring up my past? <laughs> oh man. <laughs> Oh, I don't know how to recover from that. I was going to make another joke, and you fucking, <laughs> you came through before I could make it. Now I can't even make this next joke. I'll make it anyway. Those folks funny in chat uh, gave me one of my favorite Star Wars quotes here, which is, Life is like a box of chocolates from Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, it it is. Is one, of it ones, is. one of my favorite ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one of my favorite oh, ones. Oh, fuck.
2: <laughs> in I'm front of the you. world, too. Yeah. <laughs> 1,500 viewers on Twitch. I mean, plus <laughs> you admitted in front of the world that you thought Quentin Tarantino was black. So it was on a it
0: was, it was on a Patreon exclusive episode <laughs> of uh, the true. Next Gen podcast. Uh, the world wasn't supposed to know, but Emmett fucking Watkins Jr. Decided to expose me. Uh, God damn it! Well, speaking of classic films, story number four: a third Sonic movie is on the way, and a Knuckle spinoff series. This is Austin Gosselin at Polygon. Sonic 2 is set to come out this April, and the tiny blue hedgehog is already speeding toward a sequel paramount announced on tuesday that sonic 3 is already in development along with a paramount plus series centered around knuckles that will star idris elba sonic 2 is already set to expand the world of the movie franchise bringing t- bringing in Tails and knuckles from the video games of course, Sonic himself will also return, along with Jim Carrey's evil Dr. Robotnik and James Marsden's James Marsden's Tom, which like I don't
2: <laughs> classic <laughs> classic Sonic character Tom. <laughs> yeah.
0: James, James Marsden's Tom is just funny to read like that. But then also, I didn't realize that James Marsden was returning in this movie. I thought it was just gonna be Sonic and Eggman. Oh
2: no, he's right there, man. He's right he's there. He's oh, right there. It's in the big I've been trailer. I've been trying
0: to be a little a little like radio silent on the trailers. but God damn, was a spaceship. Holy shit this this trailer is looking kind of fire. Uh, oh this anyway. trailer
2: this trailer goes hard I think. Like I think this one certainly brings in a lot more of the actual video game elements and it it's pretty cool honestly.
0: This looks dope as hell. Uh, with the sequel, with the sequel still uh, several months away, it's hard to say what part three of Sonic's live action adventures might include. Also on the way in the Sonic universe is a new series all about Knuckles the echidna, which will stream on Paramount Plus. Once again, Paramount didn't get into any details of the series, but we do know that Idris Elba, who voices Knuckles in Sonic Two, will be back for the series. The series is set to launch in 2023. I'm excited about this. I'm more excited about the idea of what the the implications of a knuckle series means because if they can do a knuckle series that means they can do a shadow the hedgehog spinoff either movie or series i'll take either andy it's Give me some it, shadow the hedgehog
2: it's kind of wild because i don't really know how you can have a sonic show completely centered around aegis elba as knuckles like it seems to me like you you've got to have tails in there as some sort of levity as some sort of you know positivity and lightheartedness. because otherwise you think Knuckles like, is
0: gonna be like gruff and like you know. Are we hardcore? just gonna get
2: like Daredevil the show? Like, like what is the, it gonna? <laughs> you think
0: it's you think it's gonna be Luther, but with <laughs> fucking cartoon
2: animals? It, it's it's really weird, right? Because like I, I think Knuckles play it is kind of the perfect secondary character in a movie like Sonic, where you have somebody so lighthearted and. Joyful as Sonic entails, and then you get the gruff kind of gritty asshole in, in Knuckles, and that mm. kind of you know it's it, it's like it's, give, a good, it's like giving Boba Fett a compliment. his own it, show, you know. It, yeah, it's like giving Vegeta sure. his own show,
0: where like Vegeta is one of the best characters in Dragon Ball Z, right? But mm. like I don't know what a Vegeta show looks like if he's not there with Goku and Krillin.
2: Right. Think it's about it. Krillin being Tails the think the thing about Shadow coming out at one point. he's <laughs> just Got this big ass gun. <laughs> Fighting My thing for is second amendment rights.
0: Like I can already see it right in the way that the sonic the hedgehog movie was <laughs> sonic the hedgehog and james marston's tom how mm-hmm. they it was a buddy cop right a, a nice fun body buddy cop movie i want shadow the hedgehog movie to be like that but dark right like that but serious where it's not a comedy anymore it is pretty it is bloody it is shadow the hedgehog and he's teamed
2: up with his buddy who is Mahersha ali you know oh. i want that level Dude, are yeah, you right? like a true detective where it's like, yeah. there's some bad crimes going on. There's a murderer on the loose. We cannot not only can we f- not figure out the case, we can't figure out ourselves right now. OK, and there's lots of hard drugs. I'll oh, yeah. put this shit on HBO. They man. say bad words. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, I'm pretty sure if I remember correctly, they cussed in a Shadow of the Hedgehog video game. Oh, right? did Chad? they? Kind of slash you're wrong. I'm pretty sure they cussed. That game was rated T.
2: There was nudity, yeah. Hey,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they had titties in that. Uh, I want to bring in this question, again, Patreon.com, which is kind of funny games, from Bander Sn, who writes in and says, Hey, KFGD crew, yesterday Paramount uh, announced that a third Sonic movie is officially in the works alongside a Knuckles spinoff show. This, is, this on top of the second movie, uh, the Sonic Prime TV series, the Sonic Origins and Frontier games, and the ongoing comics makes this a massive year for the Blue Blur is 2022 the year of sonic but more importantly is 2022 finally the year of good sonic also happy birthday andy
2: thank you bander um i mean bless this is more of a question for you because i don't know if, i've never believed that there's ever been a good sonic this is a question for you wow you don't believe
0: there's ever been, have you played sonic mania
2: i i, I just the, can't it's the play. only good sonic game Yeah, I mean, there's also Sonic
0: Two and then Sonic Three and Sonic One, honestly. But you
2: know how there's people out there that don't think Breath of the Wild is a good game? Like that's Mm -hmm. how I feel about Sonic Mania. Not putting them on the same level, but it's more of a matter of taste and preference. Mm -hmm. And I hate running fast and then hitting the thing, and all my momentum's gone. It just feels like shit. Like I just, I hate that part of Sonic. Now, granted, I will say this: on GameCube, I fucking loved me some Sonic Adventures. Yeah, you did. I was making OCs. I actually brought back, when I went back home for Christmas recently, I brought back, or not, I didn't bring back, but I took a lot of photos of old art that I was drawing in middle school. So many Sonic drawings. Holy shit. Different, yeah, it's just really, really cool shit. Uh, I was a massive Sonic fan, the IP, but playing the games, I just, I just never really liked it the way they've ever felt. I mean,
0: Andy, I feel like oh, there will be a lot of Sonic fans that totally understand where you're coming from, because, like, I think Sonic fans for for a lot of it it is about the ip and it is it is about the nostalgia and like it's not just the sonic video game right it's the sonic tv show it's the i mean now it's the sonic movie it's the sonic like it's how ha- it's having a Sega genesis and having sonic being the game that you played over and over and over again when you're six years old and then getting a dreamcast and then playing sonic in 3d for the first time and having that experience where if you go back to sonic adventure now game does not age well right that game does not hold up to play but it is about the memories, it is about the experience, and, and it, it is about... Less, it's IP also about Sonic
2: 2006, which is what we have up on screen right now. You know, classic classic Sonic you know uh, what? Uh, story I've act- and so, lore. I've actually here. never
0: played Sonic 06. I watched the YouTube videos, I know what it is, and I know it's terrible. I, I kind of want to play it some, uh, sometime. Because I feel like as a Sonic fan, this might be my rite of passage that I'm missing out on.
2: Right? It's always like, appointment viewing whenever Game Grumps would do some sort of Sonic playthrough. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, like if I somewhere there's a multiverse out there where Sonic and Mario's their their roles are switched, where Sonic had the Mario gameplay and Mario had the Sonic gameplay. And Sonic is the biggest thing on the planet. Not only does it feel and play immaculately, but it has all of the IP that is just dope as hell. Yeah, like like Sonic
0: Heart, Sonic Party,
2: Smash Sonic Brawl. We have the true detective show with Mahershala Ali, like it's just <laughs> all over the place. And <laughs> to
0: uh, to Bandra's question of like, is this the year of Sonic? Is this finally the year of good Sonic? One, go back to the year that Sonic Mania came out, which I think might have been 2017, maybe 2018. Uh, that was a pretty good year of Sonic. I know Sonic Forces wasn't people's cup of tea, but that was like a strong seven, maybe six and yeah, a half, yeah, that was 2017. Was in- bless 2017. Sonic yeah. Forces was like a fair decent. Like I actually I when I start when I first started playing that game I was like oh no this me bad and by the time I finished it I was like all right it wasn't terrible but it also wasn't what I, it wasn't it didn't live up to the heights of something like Sonic Generations. Uh I think to have a, to have an amazing Sonic year I think you do need a 2D Sonic in there. That is the only thing that I'd say is holding this year back is the fact that there's not a Sonic Mania 2. That said, right? Like I have I, I I'm excited for the Sonic movie. Um uh, I'm excited for Sonic uh, Frontiers. I think or at least I hope that that's going to be a good Sonic game. And from what we've seen from the trailer and what we've seen from people describing it, I think there's a lot. There's a lot of faith that I have that like maybe they 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 figured out the game design for this one where it is more along the lines of something like Solar Ash or something like The Pathless, where it's open environments, solving platforming puzzles. You're using speed to like get momentum and then like you know solve these puzzles that way. That's what I really want, and that's what I think would make a good Sonic game, right? Just make it Solar Ash, Um, and that's what Sonic Frontiers kind of looks like to me, and so if it's that, I think it's going to be good, and I think people will be surprised by it. Um, But I think between that and the movie, I think it's it's poised to be a very good Sonic year, Um, and the Sonic Prime TV series, which isn't necessarily going to be for me, but in the way that, like, Sonic Boom, the TV show on Cartoon Network came out, and people were pleasantly surprised by it and enjoyed that, I expect that Sonic Prime could hit that similar note where it comes out, people are like, oh, shit, this is surprisingly well-written, and this has some surprisingly good jokes, and you have a certain
2: group of people that come to love it. When you say Prime, are we talking about like, Amazon Prime TV?
0: No, uh, oh. Sonic Prime is the name of the sh- of the series. I think it might be a Netflix thing. Gotcha. Company.com slash you're wrong. Bless, um, what size shirt are you? I'm a medium? size small.
2: Okay, maybe get this shorthand. I got this shirt from the, from the Yeti. The Yeti, they send me, like, a bunch of stuff. I think it's a really cool design. Oh, that's hot. That is hot. Oh, that's fucking sick. Is yeah.
0: that did that come out with Sonic Mania? When did you get that?
2: I don't know. They just they they sent me a bunch of stuff, and that was one of the shirts that they sent me. Hell yeah! But like when 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 Barrett is showing that uh, that two D animation that goes along with the Sonic Mania stuff during God, that whole I of wanted, I dream, wanted just like a movie of this. Like this this is the coolest shit ever. Like I still I m- immensely fuck with this blessing. Like when I see two D art like that. In the same way that I really, really fuck with two d pixel art, Mega Man stuff, like all of those things are my vibe, and I just love the aesthetic of all of this. yeah, and I wish it meant more to me, you know,
0: mm, I feel that way Andy one day. maybe I'd maybe by the end of this year because this could be the year of Sonic. yeah, we'll have to wait and see. Let's round out the report story number five. Uh, there's a new dying light two patch that fixes the death loop bug uh, and adds a backup save system. This is Tom Ivan at VGC. Techland has released a new dying light 2 update for pc which reportedly fixes a bug that has been causing players to get stuck in an infinite death loop which if you remember if you listen to our review i got this bug and i got stuck in an infinite death loop and lost my save on playstation the bug which is yet to be fixed on consoles occurs when a player dies during a quest within a restricted area and gets respawned elsewhere on the map without enough time great job a great job Uh, wait, what did Bear bring up? I'm not seeing the screen.
2: Bringing up just Deathloop.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. I I wasn't expecting that. Uh, uh, elsewhere on the map, without enough time to get back to the previous mission area, Techland said Wednesday's update prevents new cases occurring and fixes existing ones. It also introduces a new backup save system and adds support for the block, active landing, and jump attack keyboard rebindings. Quote, backup save system is an in-game feature that allows you to load a save based on the previous main storyline progress. Tech land explained Andy this is one that I thought already got patched out I am surprised that the game shipped shipped with this bug in there because this this bug legit caused me like a couple of days of of like feeling bad feeling sick like i was like dude i fucking love this game and now i can't continue to play this game and and maybe um, it was
2: you who kind of brought it to light the dying light it
0: was definitely reviewers right like it was definitely i think it was me and then i saw a a few other folks on twitter who were playing the game in the review review process i think mitchell saltman from ign would have been another one that got the same bug and in emails like i believe Techland did say that like oh yeah we'll have this bug fixed in these next few updates before the launch um and maybe it's a maybe it's a different death loop bug maybe it's just a, a, a similar one but in a different place uh but the for me when i got this bug the big bummer for me wasn't even the bug itself it was more so the fact that the game doesn't have or game didn't have a backup save system there was cool. only one save you were playing on console and so when i got the bug I was fucked. I couldn't just reload two saves earlier because the game only has autosave and it only auto save for one slot. Um, and like that for me, that for me is a big omission in the game. I don't understand. as a big open world action RPG ish sort of game. Why you wouldn't have that? Where where this is such a common thing where people get into some kind of save bug where they lose their save um with, with a game that has glitches which, with, with, with a game that has so many things that can go wrong because it's open world and there's so many different routes and things you can do the fact that they didn't have that already i thought was a huge omission and so good thing that they're getting it back in there but surprises me that it wasn't in there before launch
2: it, it kind of reminds me of a couple of the comments that we had during the horizon games cast where some people said should you really be commenting so much on bugs if you're not on the day one patch?" Um, and I don't know if that person, I don't know if the person kept on listening, uh, but I had played about 80% of horizon on the day one patch and still had all the bugs that I had. But that's the thing is like, you can't guarantee that these bugs will be gone just because they tell you a day one patch is coming, you know? So like, that's something you always have to keep in mind that yes, I'm having this issue. There's a day one patch coming. I don't know if that addresses it. So these are the problems that I had.
0: Yes, and that is 100% it, right? I think the most that we can do is people who are reviewing and people that are content creators are be is be as transparent and clear as possible and saying, hey, yeah, there seems to be another patch coming up. Um, this is the things that they say they will fix, but these are the things that I experienced. Because for me, I'll never forget reviewing Cyberpunk and how... The If you remember, the big news story uh, that was going around with Cyberpunk leading into release is that there was a day one patch that was like 50 gigabytes huge that was going to fix so many of the bugs. I was going to fix so many of the issues. And for me playing that game on PC before that patch, I had a buggy as hell experience and I had to somewhat trust in the fact that like they say there's this 50 gigabyte huge patch that's going to fix all these things. But I can't trust that completely, right? right? Like, I still have to talk about my 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 issues. I still have to talk about um, uh, uh, my experience playing the game. And in our Cyberpunk review, like, we spent a good portion of that review talking about the bugs um, I ran into because I made a whole list. I have a document filled with every single bug that I ran into while playing Cyberpunk 2077. And I'm so glad that we ended up doing that because it turns out the game came out and it was still buggy as hell uh and so like if this is kind of a peek behind the curtain kind of thing for people that are listening right like when you're listening to our reviews and we're talking about bugs and we're talking about a day one patch coming up we still got to be clear about those bugs because that shit can still exist that shit can still persist and i thought again i thought this uh death loop bug was dealt with and seems like it's not and so
2: great news from shea braven though says good news playing cyberpunk last night jackie pulled a chip out of his head not his gun hell yeah hell yeah Love that was a, that was a big laugh from me. That was one of those like, no man, I'm really feeling this emotional moment, and you're pulling a gun out of your head. <laughs> <laughs> I did.
0: Uh, I play. I played a little bit of Cyberpunk last night. I booted it back up on PS5 just to see how it looks and runs. Seems like it runs pretty good on PS5. Like it's pretty smooth. And uh, I forgot how much I loved the art style of that game.
2: Like, dude, the
0: uh, scenery is so good.
2: Yeah, I, I did the same thing. I booted it up on not only the Series X but back on PC because PC, not only, I mean. PC always kind of had the next-gen update, but a lot of things have been fixed performance-wise and just overall visuals-wise. Cyberpunk's a game that I... I I was listening to Greg talk about it yesterday with with, WIDA, and Greg is like, yes, I platinumed it, I like the game a lot, but I didn't love it. I don't think it did anything incredibly special. I really enjoyed my time with Cyberpunk, but I played it on PC, and I had the best possible experience, and uh, it is... It is still stunning to look at. Like, holy shit! The things it does with lighting and just visuals atmosphere, and
0: atmosphere, dude. When a Especially character for an is RPG. talking right at
2: your face, and yeah, it's like, like, God, you what, look real.
0: Like <laughs> when I, I, so this time around, I started with a corporal path. Uh, and when uh, you, there's a certain moment in that path where you meet Jackie at the bar for the first yeah. time, and you're hanging out with him, and like talking to him and it feeling like this natural like oh yeah we're we're chilling at the bar talking and then you look to your left and you see a group of, of people walk into the restaurant and it feels so like in the moment almost like a like a movie scene where you know it's not it's not the 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 fallout thing of like fix your character to like the, the the face of the the character you're talking to and it's like it, when you're in a conversation it's so one-on-one mono. it's so it's so natural in cyberpunk uh it's fucking sick i i there i think there are a few things that that game does that are special and for me it is the art design it is like the atmosphere it is the like those cool moments of like dialogue and that shit happening so 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 naturally in world building but like there's so many other things that the game could still do better, and I wonder, and I, and I hope that that stuff comes through um, updates and DLC, uh, DLC drops, because I think it's inevitable that we see a DLC drop soon for Cyberpunk. I would give it maybe a few months before we see like a big DLC drop. Yeah, that I mean, I think re- in, that video,
2: in that video they showed a couple missions that, or they showed a mission that was not part of the original game, I don't think. Uh, I think possibly hinting towards more content and stuff like that, but yeah, that that game is full of side quests that kind of will leave your jaw dropped by the end of it just like holy shit that is a cool thing to do story-wise and um yeah I I definitely did not regret any of my time with Cyberpunk.
0: Well Andy when I was reading out Patreon producers uh during the rigmarole I left out one Patreon producer because I wanted to save their shout out for this special moment because Andy I know it's your birthday today it is also Manny Bagel Boy Sanchez's birthday. And I want to wish Manny Bagel Boy Sanchez a happy 30th birthday. Uh, and Manny, ba- Manny Bagel Boy Sanchez seems to also be uh, expecting a, uh, a child in late July. But Andy, July is just so far away. Yeah, congratulations. July is so far away. If I want to know what's coming out to mom drop Shops today,
2: where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the Kinda Funny Games Daily show hosts... Each and every weekday.
0: Andy, what was the inspiration for that one?
2: Um, just NPC, bloodborne NPC. You walk by and it's like, mm. oh, I
0: didn't notice that treasure you had there. <laughs> See, I got like Australian, like uh, almost like Voss from Far Cry Three, like mm. villain oh, kind of vibes. Gotcha, vibe. gotcha, mm. gotcha. Like, I'm gonna cut you up, kind of thing. You know, you know. Out today. We got Beat Souls for Switch, uh, Tax Fugitive for Switch, Spellmaster Saga. (laughs) tax fugitive (laughs) no it's exactly what i read tax fugitive for switch Spellmaster: the saga for pc and the no man's skies sentinel update which adds robotic companions uh i originally read that as romantic companions but no it's robotic companions uh and new enemies and combat behaviors overhauled weapon systems new lore slash stories and the ability to program your own ai drone plus more is out today we got new days for you 35 millimeter will be available March 2nd on PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, and then a musical story, which I know I'm excited about. I think Greg's excited about, and quite a few people here. oh yeah. Looking forward
2: to. Oh wow, that's been a while since we've heard. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think it was like an E3 joint last year. Yeah, yeah. And, and it uh, like
2: kind of it had like that demo out on Steam for yeah. a while. It was the um, yeah. cool
0: like rhythm rhythm
2: game with I'll, a cool art style into, uh, trailer.
0: Yeah, bring up a trailer barrett because yeah people should know about a uh, musical story it's coming out on march 2nd for ps4 and ps5 march 3rd on nintendo and then march 4th for xbox pc and mobile uh so very soon it's around the corner here we go barrett's brought up the trailer for it again really cool art style um let's see it has like some kind of like a jazzy kind of style to it yeah the music. i'm like
2: Definitely. waiting for it to get into gameplay yeah, it's definitely like uh Hendrix and like kind of psychedelic rock inspired. I love the the, yeah. the keyboard looks so much like Geddy Lee from Rush. Got that kind of pointy nose, tall, head, long hair, glasses. Yeah. I love the art style. Yeah, so art style, cool. it, it, it's so cool. it's it's uh essentially the the premise is you're this rocker who is kind of they're in a hospital and they're they're trying to like remember like what got them to that point. So they're, you're reliving moments in their in their lives and kind of how you unlock these memories is going through. And um, hold on, let me pull it up here. Uh, where was it? You have these like uh, circle things where you have to like kind of hit instruments at like the correct beat and stuff like that. And then once you do it correctly, it like unlocks like a moment uh, in, in in their in their lives and stuff like that. So that's kind of like the 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 very uh basic premise of what you're doing here
0: hell yeah yeah looking forward to that uh now it's time for kind of com slash your wrong rewriting let's know what we got wrong as you got it wrong so you can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash kind of funny games and on podcast services around the globe uh nana writes in and says for reference we use and new 3ds excels are going for almost 400 Fuck. starting starting price yeah on amazon <laughs> these are refurbished products i, too. Never,
2: I gave you know what I'm going to steal mine back from my nephew. That little motherfucker doesn't play it anymore. I'm taking it back. Hell yeah. I'm taking Steal it from back. the children, Andy. Yeah.
0: Uh, it's the least you can do on your birthday. Uh,
2: Timmy Buddy here writes in and says, uh, as far as
0: Nintendo not wanting to anyone to talk about the game at all, Ubisoft does this as well with their playtests. When they did the X-Defiant one, the first thing you saw when the game loaded was a screen that said no posting, no screenshots, and no recording of this game. I do want to point out, though, Timmy Buddy, is this Switch Sports playtest, I would say is very different from this X-Defiant thing because this game's about to come out in a month. <laughs> and it's a, it's a public playtest, whereas the X-Defiant one was very much like uh, will
2: this game come out <laughs>
0: yeah will this game even come out you know kind of thing and x defiant is not anywhere on the horizon as far as i can tell i say that in the tomorrow they're gonna announce that it's coming out next week or some shit uh let's see here nano says that shadow the hedgehog uh, Shadow. So Shadow the Hedgehog says "damn" and "damn it" in Shadow the Hedgehog, the video game. Um, it received an E ten wow. plus rating from the ESRB uh, for its mild use of profanity and fantasy action violence. That's like Sadly, Raphael no in
2: Ninja Turtles movie when he's like, "Damn!" Remember that part? Good movie. I,
0: did not, I don't think I, I didn't uh, watch the movie. You're talking about the new ones, right?
2: No, it's like the first ones.
0: Oh really? I yeah. saw the the only one I saw was vanilla ice one
2: uh was that secret of the use that that's the part two one? secret of yeah. the Us, yeah
0: go ninja go ninja go
2: the first one oh, has some shit. really dark moments where it's like man this movie's going places and then i watched it as an adult i was like man this movie is kind of rough damn I, this movie was a lot cooler than i thought it was mm. uh bander here says this is like you're right actually wait yeah, what, nippy, this movie is less cooler than i thought it was damn
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh vader says yes yeah, so sonic prime is a netflix show uh, i can switch that, Just skip that. This is some addition, additional context,
2: which I appreciate, but it's not necessarily you're wrong. man. like, if we're getting a Bioshock thing on Netflix, just, I, I just, I, I want I want Zelda as an animated show so yeah, dude. badly. Dude, yeah, give it to it's it's me. It's literally just, just, just Samurai Jack and the formula of, like, what they do in that show and just, like, Zelda paint on it, you know? I want Metroid so as an animated show. Give me every Nintendo. Like, we did a whole episode actually
0: of the Next Gen podcast pitching what the Super Smash Brothers cinematic universe would look like, where it is like fucking you start with the Mario movie, you get like a Zelda movie, or like, and all of it be animated, right? But it is them like playing around with like, Fucking like the Zelda animation is all about like the concept of time and how like time travel and shit applies to Zelda. But then you like Metroid and like fucking Star Fox and shit is all about space. But then like su- the Super Smash Brothers movie is like this meeting of space time, you know?
2: Space. They're game. the Guardians of the Galaxy kind of like yeah, like yeah, make, yeah
0: make fucking Samus, Star Fox, and like Captain Falcon, basically the Guardians of the Galaxy. Damn. Damn. Think about how cool that would be. Yeah. Give it. Give it to me one more time, Andy. Damn.
2: That was very something, good. Something like that.
0: Uh, and that's about it. That's about it. Uh, al alwt gaming uh, gives us a compliment, and thank you so much for that. I appreciate it. Oh, you. thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, tomorrow's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily are Tim and Tim Moore Hussein from GameSpot. That's a Tim TM Thursday, so get excited for that. If you're watching this live on Twitch right now, after this is Mike and Barrett playing the original God of War, which is really exciting. If you want to catch that stream later, you can subscribe to YouTube.com slash Kind of Funny Plays. Remember this has been kind of funny games daily each and every weekday live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games we run you through the nerdy news you need to know about we have a patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games so stick around for that otherwise until next time game daily